Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Excuse my voice for this podcast. It may come in and out because I have been battling sickness for the past week. And it has not been fun, but I am still recording this podcast, and we're still going to have a weekly podcast, because that's what I said I'm going to do, and that's what I'm going to do, even though I'm sick. So excuse the voice. So today, we are talking about why you're wrong about music theory, and why music theory makes you a better songwriter. So if you're a doubter out there... This is the podcast for you. If you're not a doubter, but you want more reason to believe and why you need to learn basic music theory, this is the podcast for you. Now, I think part of the reason that people are scared of music theory is they imagine something super, like, scientific and academic, because that's usually what a lot of these anti-music theory people say. They usually don't really know what music theory is and all that it encompasses, which is why they're afraid of it, because lots of times we fear what we don't know, right? So, like, you might think physics is super hard until you... Well, it depends. But for basic physics, right, whatever can must go up, must come down kind of stuff, like, it's basically an equation, an algebra equation that you put numbers in and then it gives you the answer. Like it's surprisingly not hard. And for some things it might be practical, but music theory is much easier than that. Uh, specifically the stuff that we're talking about, right? Like I feel like people think that it's this like, oh, you need to memorize exactly how many hertz is middle C and the hertz difference between middle C and D and the scientific reason that C and D sound sort of dissonant next to each other and C and C sharp together sound extra dissonant. What's the science behind that? Or should I say, what's the science behind that, right? That's what you have in your mind, right? Um, Which is completely ridiculous and wrong. Like, that's not what we're talking about when we talk about, (coughs) excuse me, music theory. Like, have you ever heard an idiot say, practicing your scales is worthless, pointless. Why even practice your scales? I mean, you've probably heard a five-year-old child complaining about it and saying, why even do it, right? But no seasoned musician says scales are worthless, right? Like, that's asinine. That's a stupid thing to say. Like, there's obvious benefits to practicing your scales if you're at all a musician. Um, It's to the point that people usually don't even question it. If anything, maybe people should question it a little more. Not saying that it's not extremely worth it. It is. But um, it's just taken for granted. That it's something you do. It's, 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 in theory, something you do every day. It's a it's very important, fundamental part of being a musician is practicing your scales. I don't know a single instrument that is that has melody. So, no, I'm not talking rhythms, like drums and cajones and stuff. But... Um, for uh, an instrument that has melody, whether that be flute, violin, viola, 
oboe, piano, or guitar. I don't know a single instrument where a fundamental part of practice is not scales. And you know what the frick scales are? The friggin' music theory. That's what they are. You know what a scale is? You're going up and down all the notes in a <gasps> key. You know what a key is? You know what knowing your keys are? When you say C major, that is music theory. And that's one of the four fundamentals of music theory that I argue songwriters need to know. And if you're too lazy to even learn scales, I mean scales, if you start playing piano at five, you're probably doing scales by five. Like this is just basic stuff, right? And I'm going to be harsh on you today if you're one of those people that doesn't believe in music theory because the, it's the most lazy, it's just lazy and it drives me crazy. And if you are there, I want you to get out of it because it's holding you back from songwriting and from being a better musician. It's just holding you back totally unnecessarily in some stupid like street cred fight the man kind of thing, which is dumb. It's just dumb. That's like being a pro athlete and being like, I'm not going to eat mostly protein and veggies fight the man i'm gonna live off of brownies and be great anyway like what idiot so when you underperform at your sport right if you're a wide receiver and the corner completely blankets you all game because all you ate were brownies before because fight the man nobody feels bad for you and nobody is shocked right oh he ran out of energy when he just ate pure carbs and brownies Shocker. It's almost like there's a reason that athletes, all athletes, do, you know, basic nutrition stuff. Maybe not all, right? There's always a prodigy, right? So that's, that's the first thing I want to attack here. Like one of the most common things I hear is, well, so-and-so didn't know music theory and they're a great songwriter. Like, or like, oh, the Beatles didn't know music theory, so neither do I. Well, Steve Jobs didn't go to college. Does that mean not going to college is smart? Oh, in order to be a billionaire, you should not go to college because that's what Steve Jobs did. He dropped out. Right? Like Mark Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg dropped out too. Oh, wow, that's two billionaires. It must be a smart thing to drop out of college. No, that's stupid. Have you ever heard of correlation does not equal causation? Basically, just because two things are correlated, meaning the results are seem to line up, like, oh, well, well you know, both didn't go to college and both are billionaires. So it must be because they didn't go to college that they're billionaires. That must be the reason, right? Correlation does not equal causation. On average, people with college degrees make almost twice what people without college degrees make. 50K to 30K. Which is not to, you know, whether you went to college or not, I don't care. That's not the point here. The point is, you can think all you want about some stupid outlier, right? Like the one great athlete who says he never had a piece of chicken. Or the Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerbergs of the world who became billionaires not going to college. Right? Because they're almost too brilliant for college in their case. 
but for you to think you're also too brilliant for college might just be arrogance. And who's to say they wouldn't be even better off if they did finish college? And I'm not even super pro-college. I did go to college, but I, you know, I see its weaknesses. Believe me, there's a lot of wasted time and wasted classes of like, let's take history again, even though you learned this history in middle school and in high school. Let's do it a third time. The same history. There's a lot of pointless stuff in college. It's overpriced. There's a lot of problems. So don't, this is not a pro-college rant. Believe me, I'm straight up the middle with college but the facts are the facts and on average you're going to make about double if you go to college because then you have a degree that says you have a specialty in something that does not mean all college degrees are created equal (laughs) Uh, obviously they are not but we're not going down that road because that's not the point here and I am not telling you to go to college for music by the way I'm definitely not telling you to do that So if that's what you're hearing, stop it. That's not what I'm saying. So if you know anything about Randy Moss, legendary wide receiver of the NFL, inarguably, I would say the greatest deep threat wide receiver of all time. And according to even Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver talent ever. But Jerry Rice doesn't like Randy Moss. Why? Because he said, I had to work for everything I got. I became the best because I worked. Randy Moss was a waste of talent because he should have been much better than me, but he wasn't. So Randy Moss is kind of like all the songwriters out there that think they're too good or too street, street cred, and I'm not an academic for music theory. You could have just gone the little extra mile to set yourself up much better you could have put the work in but instead you're lazy and therefore you will never become as great as you should as great as you could be you will not reach that so all you people who are like oh well insert songwriter that you think is great here you know oh, the Beatles didn't know music theory blah 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 I have two things on that one there are always outliers Is one thing. Two, just because somebody says they don't know any music theory doesn't mean it's true. Because it's definitely gotten to the point where, like, as a musician, it's like street cred. Oh, I don't know music theory. I don't know any music theory. And yet I wrote these great songs. If you want to buy that, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Do I buy it when every musician says that? I do not. Some of them, I'm sure, is true. Uh, Some of them, I listen to their songs, and I know it's true. Um, But for some, I'm sure they're just full of crap because they think it's some sort of street cred. Because somehow it's become that way, which is dumb. Ignorance should never be street cred. Ignorance is not something to be glorified. Ignorance is laziness. And lastly... If you think, oh, this songwriter is a 9.2 out of 10, and they didn't know music theory, maybe there would be a 9.9 out of 10 if they did know music theory. Like Randy Moss. You can't point at him and say, oh, you can take plays off. You can be lazy, not always put the work in. And that's the answer, because he's like 
probably the second, third greatest wide receiver ever. No, no, no. Because if you look at it, you see he should have been the greatest ever by far. The dude was a freak in every way, physically. He's amazing. Just watching him was a work of art when he was trying. I love Randy Moss. This is not an anti-Randy Moss thing. But the reality is, even Jerry Rice says he should have been the best. He should have been the best. But he was not because he was lazy. So if you want to take the lazy road out and be a Randy Moss and not fulfill your complete potential as a songwriter, be my guest. Be too lazy to learn the four pieces of music theory that I think you need to know. That's fine. You can do that. Uh, You probably should start wondering whether you should really call yourself a musician, though, because if you're a musician and you're too lazy to take the, I don't know, uh, day, day and a half, tops, maybe a week, if if we're accounting for breaks and, you know, reading a little bit at a time, the four main pieces of music theory you really need to know that make a difference that aren't, you know, the hurts between blah, blah, not ridiculous, stupid stuff like that. Keys, intervals, chords, chord progressions, simple stuff, simple stuff. If you're too lazy to learn that, stop calling yourself a musician and stop having it be some stupid sense of pride, your ignorance. That's not a sense of pride. You should be ashamed of that. If you're a great musician who doesn't even know their keys, what is wrong with you? You spend all that time becoming a great musician, and you can't even improvise, probably, because you don't even understand a key. What even is the point? Just take the five minutes it would take to learn keys. Yeah, maybe more than five minutes, but you're, you're losing the point here, right? Like, this is a, a small effort to learn this that has a huge result, which is why I'm so passionate about it. As far as all the things I've ever learned, all my years... Over 10 years of piano lessons, almost 10 years of guitar lessons. I had voice lessons for a couple of years. All of the years of all the different things I did and music courses I took, nothing comes close to these four pillars of music theory for biggest bang for your buck as a musician and songwriter. Nothing comes close. Not even close. I can't even think of what number two is. That's why I'm so harping on this. The songwriting I did before I knew these four basic pieces of music theory versus after is not even on the same freaking planet. So you're saying, Joseph, you're being so hard on us. Are you just in a bad mood because you're sick? The answer is, I am more irritable when I'm sick, yes. But I actually planned this before I was sick. And I'm just passionate about this. And I'm not trying to be mean so much as I just want I want to get through your head because it's very important to me that you fulfill your potential as a songwriter and you're not going to without learning these four basic pillars of music theory. There's other helpful music theory out there that's super practical as well. A lot of it is super practical, actually. Like knowing what an ad chord is or or just just understanding what a seventh chord is and stuff like that simple stuff still there's lots of useful stuff out there beyond these four pillars i'm talking about which again intervals keys chords and chord progressions but i i also consent there is some music theory way 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 out there music theory that is crap no one needs to know 
a French chord? No one needs to know that crap. I'm right there with you. And I know some of you vilify the whole music theory crowd. Like, oh, there are a bunch of academics that blah, blah, blah. No. It has nothing to do with academic knowledge. I don't give a crap about academic knowledge when it comes to music. When I write a freaking song, I want practical crap. That's all I want. Is it practical? No. Then I don't give a crap. Really. Like, I didn't just take music theory classes and learn all that stuff just because, like, oh, nerd, I need to know. That's not, that's not, that's not why I did it. I mean, I am a nerd. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But that has nothing to do with it. So, would you say that knowing chords is pointless? Seems like a pretty dumb thing to say, right? What do you think that is? Music theory. Understanding chords is music theory. When you say C major chord and you know what the crap that is, that's music theory. It's music theory. <gasps> do you accidentally know music theory? <gasps> oh no! Oh no! You must exercise your demons! You know music theory? Oh no! Right? If you're anti-music theory, you're probably really pissed now. If you're still listening, then kudos to you. All of you, though, who have been listening for a long time, who agree with me on music theory, are probably throwing their fists up in the air telling me to preach, which I'm going to continue to do. So, buckle up. So, when in life is knowledge not helpful? Does that sound like a dumb question? Like, well, it's always helpful. When, when, when do I think, oh, if only I was more ignorant going into that decision. If only I knew less about my wife before I married her. Said no one ever, right? If only I knew less math going into that algebra final. Said no one ever. If only I knew less about politics. Actually, actually, that, that one I can get behind. <laughs> but like... <coughs> But for, like, practical, useful knowledge, I don't think anybody has ever said knowledge is not helpful. Now, some knowledge is more helpful than other knowledge. But a football player knowing the playbook or knowing the opponent better is helpful. You can figure out how to cook something all right or pretty good without learning to be a chef, right? But you'll probably be able to cook without a recipe a lot better if you understand how and when to use garlic and parsley and what one teaspoon of cumin will do to your dish that's about one cup, right? Like, if you're a chef, you understand those things, so you don't need to rely on a recipe, and you're not just guessing, which you are if you're just cooking as a non-chef, as a non-cook. Like me, I cooked some pretty solid eggs for a while. They were fine. Then I learned that cooking them on low, like three-ish, on a skillet, using butter, was what made all the difference. Right? So I try to avoid butter and stuff. If, if I don't need to put butter in a dish, I don't, I don't put it in it. I'm not the type of person to put extra salt, right? I want to keep it as healthy as possible while still tasting good. But when I learned that the magical part of, of cooking the egg was the cook it on low... Always talking about like over easier fried egg here, and you have to use butter. 
I knew butter was the common thing, but I didn't realize how important it was until before and after. Or lo mein, right? Lo mein has this awesome Chinese flavor, as I like to think of it, right? Like it's just that quintessential flavor that you think of when you think of Chinese food. At some point, I finally learned that that specific taste, because I tried, you know, (coughs) just mostly doing stuff involving uh, soy sauce and stuff, but that doesn't have that distinct flavor. It's a part of the flavor, but that's not, there's this like uh, earthy aroma thing that is hard to explain until you taste it and you find out it's sesame oil. So now I understand how to give food that flavor. So again, the knowledge is what equips me that when I'm making fried rice, I understand I need sesame oil and why I need sesame oil. And when I put more or less sesame oil, I understand what that's doing to the flavor of the rice or the lo mein. Because knowledge helps you. Marinate. You can pick up marinade at a store. Or you can just follow a proven recipe. But what if you want to make something new that's still pretty good? What if you want to throw something together fast on your own? Knowing the components and why they work would be crucial, right? Fat for transferring flavor, acid to help people flavor penetrate meat via tenderizing, seasonings for flavor, 3 to 1 ratio, fat to acid is pretty common. That kind of thing, right? The knowledge is helpful. Knowledge is always going to be helpful. Or for another example, my wife started getting into photography. And she did her first shoot just sort of going by eye, using the auto mode, and everything was fine. But then she went on YouTube to learn more about photography. She learned that auto mode is the worst. and You need to use manual mode so you can control the light. Between photo shoot one and two, world of difference. It went from like, oh yeah, that's pretty good, to like, wow, how'd you get so good so fast? Because of the knowledge. And music theory knowledge is the same way. It helps you go from one spot to a totally different new world where you understand why things work and you understand how to put things together so they do work and you waste less time just guessing because guessing sucks and it takes time. So at the end of the day, the beauty of music theory is that it gives you strong guidelines. It gives you a rule set. It gives you a framework to work within. Otherwise, you're just shooting in the dark. You're just guessing, right? If I, if I go to the keyboard and just try to improvise without utilizing music theory, right? Not understanding my scales or my keys, it might sound something like this, right? which is going to be horrible. was that you want to take that keyboard I just played and throw it out the window don't you because you're just guessing 
You don't know which notes go with what and what makes a chord and why it is that if you're in the key of C, you shouldn't play an F sharp, probably. And if you do play an F sharp, if you know music theory, you will know how to make it work. <coughs> with music theory, improvisation sounds a little bit more like this. So yeah, that was imperfect, but none of that sounded horrific, right? If anything, it was like, oh, you, you could have made this little enhancement to make it better. Because I'm not guessing. I understand. I'm in the key of C. I understand that the main chords I have to work with is C, F, and G major, and A minor. And I understand also that I, I can use E minor and D minor, and I understand because I understand chord progressions, I understand which job each one of those have. And I understand that I have the notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B. No sharps, no flats. Because I understand what the key of C is, which is what music theory is. It's what music theory brings you. So, if you're ready to finally just learn those four basic pillars of music theory that you really need to know, I would say as a musician... But also, more importantly, as a songwriter, someone who's trying to write something original, who doesn't want to be stuck in the stupid rut of, oh, well, I know that a G, a C, and a D chord all work together well on the guitar. Do you really want to be stuck in that forever? Because then you got like five different chord progressions to work with in two different keys. You're gonna do everything in the key of G, in the key of E, maybe the key of C. And look, I'm not making fun of you if that's where you are and you wanna grow past that, right? I was there. That's why I'm so adamant about this. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not saying you should feel bad if that's all you know. That's not my point. My point is why do you wanna be stuck there? And if you're anti-music theory, you're stuck there forever. Have fun. I hope you enjoy your precious G, C, D chords and not really knowing how to use them and not really being sure of the melody on top of them and not really knowing why it sounds bad when you have a certain sharp in there that you shouldn't have because you don't really understand what key you're in. Don't come crying to me because I have a free guide, free guide that will teach you this stuff. It's just four things. Four things, and the guide dives deep, has little quizzes in there, everything to make sure. I even give you at the beginning a how to get the most out of this guide. Guide. So I give you a guide to the guide. It's, it's not really a guide to the guide. It's like three sentences. It gives you the directions of how to read it, to get the most out of it, to make sure that you truly learn it. Because the guide is not complex. It's simple. 
but it, it teaches you from all the different angles so that whichever one works best for you, you can use. And if you learn all of them, even better, because then there are so many different ways that you can look at this knowledge and it be helpful to you, which is kind of hard to explain here, but when you read the guide, it will make more sense. Totally free guide with these four pillars. This is your time. It's a new year, right? I gave you more of an encouraging message uh, last week with uh, learning your why so that you can go out and crush it in songwriting this year. Uh, and this week, I'm giving you a challenge. I'm challenging you. This is your time to learn music theory. And not all of it. I'm not saying to learn all of it. I'm not saying to learn all the worthless parts of music theory that do exist or the parts that are really not worthwhile specifically for songwriters. There's also some of that. I'm asking you to learn the four basic pillars of music theory that's absolutely fundamental to music, to playing music, to improvising, to playing your scales, and to songwriting. Totally free guide at songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. All one word. I will have the link in the description. I always have the links in the description when I mention these things. I really hope that if you haven't gotten it before, and I know there's lots of listeners out there that have gotten it, and they've said it's super helpful, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, but I know there's a lot of you out there that haven't taken the dive and haven't gotten it. Um, this is your time. This is your time to do that because I believe in you that you're not going to be that dense person that says, I want to be ignorant because the quest for ignorance is a stupid quest. I believe in you that you will make the right decision and you will tell yourself, yes, this year I'm going to take the little bit of time it takes to learn the four pillars of music theory I really need to know. And maybe I'll also listen to the songwriter theory podcast stuff on music theory where Joseph covers extra stuff like seventh chords and add chords and stuff, which is also very helpful, even if not absolutely necessary. <coughs> and this will be the year that I can take a giant leap in my songwriting because I finally took the dive to learn those four pillars of songwriting. If you were at all offended by anything I said today, I hope you know that I just enjoy ranting. It's amusing to me. It amuses me. I did mean everything I said, but at the end of the day, it was meant to encourage you to like give you some tough love, give you a little smack to make you realize, oh man, that is really dumb. Like it's dumb that I'm proud of my ignorance. That's the dumbest. What is wrong with me? I hate when other people are proud of their ignorance, and yet I'm that guy that parades around being like, music theory is for academics. Uh, I don't need music theory. I like me ignorance. So that's why getting harsh on you. Tough love to hopefully make you be like, nope, you're right. I am going to turn the corner. I'm going to be mad at you for a week until you come back next week, next Monday for a podcast, Joseph. I'm not happy with you, but you know what? You will be happy with me when you download the guide. It's totally free. And you learn the music theory. 
And even if you don't download the guide, but you just commit yourself that you are going to learn music theory, uh, the guide will be much better because it just breaks down the four things you need to know. You don't have to go Google searching everywhere. It's just one place. Done. You can even print it out if you want. Um, but even if you don't, I will consider it a huge win if you just commit yourself to that idea. Uh, and next week, don't worry. I won't be as hard on you. I don't remember what I'm talking about next week, but uh, I want to say it's ad chords, actually. Yeah, I want to say it's ad chords, but we'll see. We'll see. So again, check out the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide, and I will talk to you next week.